welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 369, recorded live on Saturday, July 19th, 2014, and here are your hosts. Man who doesn't have to worry about thinking up an intro for this episode, Dave Pillay. Hi. And the man who just thought up this one, Andy Lowe. Hi. I mean, I had to do one the other day. I know, that's why I said an intro for this, this episode. Yeah. Do you want help thinking up intros, Andy? I mean, that's always just kind of been your, your wheelhouse. That's been your thing, that you, you've loved doing this. I know, and it's just every once in a while, things just don't come to mind. And I get an intro like this one, which is saying, you can, a lot of episodes. You can ask for help on an intro, Andy. There, that is not a crime. That would be it's not, a, it's not a punishable offense. It's not going to lower anyone's opinion of you. Most people won't even have to know. True. But I feel like I've been doing it for so long, I might as well just try and keep doing it. You have been doing it for so long, which is why you have difficulty sometimes. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, have I done this one before? I'm not <laughs> sure. Well, here's a nice thing. The chances of us repeating are actually kind of high. The chances of anyone figuring out that we've repeated are... Pretty low. Pretty damn low. Yeah. It's possible. People could go through and remember or find or be like, that one sounds vaguely familiar. I think I heard it three years ago. (laughs) But if you're going to go through three years of podcasts, find that one episode and be like, hey. Hey, you guys cheated. You repeated something. Well, then, yes. Yes, we did. Good job. Congratulations. You get a cookie. Oh, I keep on forgetting to make... I'm trying these no-bake cake mix truffles, I do believe is what they're called. I was about to say, are you trying to make RA podcast cookies? No. That would be ridiculous. I don't know. They would be... What would be our cookie? See, the thing is, I don't think we could make a cookie. I think it would have to be... A couple different cookies. It'd have to be like two cookies at least. It, it would have to be like a chocolate chip or a nut or uh, oatmeal raisin or like it's a number of different cookies. We are a grab bag podcast. As such, we yes. need grab bags of cookies. Now, you don't want to make a cookie that is a grab bag because that would taste disgusting. <laughs> I was just thinking of like, okay, you get all the cookies and you put them on one cookie sheet so they're all next to each other. So when they cook, they slowly form into one giant cookie. But you can no. still break off the individual cookies from that the, the mass. Disgusting. <laughs> don't get your oatmeal raisin cookies anywhere near my delicious chocolate chip. That's okay. If we were going to do anything, Kate would probably make the double chip cookies, which are amazing. Double chip? Yes. Graham cracker, sweetened condensed milk, peanut butter chips, chocolate chips. Oh. Yes, these things are delicious. That sounds really tasty. Also sounds super poisonous to me. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's literally just a, a layer of graham crackers on the bottom. I don't know how you do it without the graham crackers because that provides the base for the chips. There are gluten-free graham crackers. Well, you could try that if you really wanted to. Yeah. But anyway, that that's, you know, that would be our cookie is not a cookie, it's a grab bag of cookies. Yes. But what I was saying is I need to try these no-bake cake batter truffles, which Why? seem delicious. They just <clears throat> seem delicious and I feel like hey, I should try these. Do you do you make everything that seems delicious? Sometimes. Okay. Not all the time, but sometimes I'm like, you know, let's try this out. And then sometimes it works. 
sometimes it doesn't work. Do you remember Diplomacy Casserole? Vaguely. Like, I remember the name. It was like two pounds of pasta, half a pound of cheese, two cans of pasta sauce, and two pounds of ground beef. No, I do not remember that. It sounds delicious, though, but I don't remember that. It's what we used to make when we would play Diplomacy. We'd put it in the oven, and it would be ready like halfway through the game. And it was nothing but like a pasta dish with a shit ton of cheese and meat. Nothing wrong with that. Uh huh. I've got five things of my pasta salad in the fridge. I got to do something with those. Like eat them. Eating them would be good. Yes. I made a turkey this week. Why'd you make a turkey in the middle of summer? We had a picnic. Okay. My my team at work had a picnic, and so I volunteered to make a turkey. Do you have a problem with a turkey in the middle of summer? No, it's just uh, if you're grilling your turkey, that's... Particularly one of my turkeys. Yes. You know my turkeys. Yes, I know your turkeys. This was arguably one of the best turkeys I've ever made, Andy. Well, that's good to hear. It was so tasty. You would think that, you know, recording not around lunchtime, we wouldn't actually talk about food. No, no, (laughs) that's not going to happen. Of course we're going to talk about food. (laughs) That's just one of our things. And yes, I know we've talked about food before. We talk about food often. So yeah, I might try these no-bake cake batter truffles when I get done. Okay. You Why? Because I can. So, how's your week been? I had a turkey. Like, that That should tell you plenty about my week. True. It's I went, been a good week. <laughs> I went to Mongolian barbecue without you. Oh, no. I saw that Kate actually got food. Well, yes, because, you know, the rare event, the birthday thing with Mongolian barbecue is the fact you buy one bowl, get one free. And so I wanted my free bowl. And um, so Kate had to get one. And like I said, I think we were building the bowls entirely wrong. So how how did these other people do it that it was so high and not falling over? They put all their veggies and pasta they want on the bottom. Yep. And then they start building a pile up with the meat because the meat sticks to itself. Yeah, Yeah, that's how I do it. I thought you built like a bowl of meat on the bottom and built that up and then you put the veggies on top. No? Maybe that's how I do it now because I realized that I don't need to eat two pounds of meat. Andy, I have a hard time finishing the meal as is. I actually finished my first bowl. I was surprised. Right, but... Like, that that's not a typical thing. No, but it was like, oh my gosh, I'm done with the first bowl. And I'm like, wait a second, I get unlimited bowls. So I asked the waiter, I'm like, wait, if I get another bowl, am I not allowed to get a doggy bag? It's like, no, you can take a doggy bag. I'm like, yes. It's more expensive, though. Well, I got it free. It was, that was the coupon. Ah. Buy one bowl, get one unlimited for free. Nice. So I had a nice lunch the next day as well. Yep. Like, all right, I'm going to go take this up and then just, um, you know, put it in a bag. I'll take it home. I ate, a, I ate a little bit of it just to, like, yes, I'm eating this, I swear. Yeah. I wanted to try the sirloin to see what it tasted. I think I might just stick with the ribeye. Mm-hmm. The sirloin yeah. was a little iffy because it was, like, cubes of meat. So. Yeah, the, the ribeye's better, the strips. Yeah. Man, now I want Mongolian. I'm sorry. Is there Damn no it, Andy. No. There's none near me. There's not even, like, an off-named Mongolian place near you? There are, but they aren't nearly as good. Oh, Let's see, where's the, the nearest Mongolian? It's a franchise now. It is a franchise. Locations. Bunch of them in Michigan. Yep. There's one in Grand Rapids. I guess I can stop there on the way up north. Oh, the one in Grand Rapids, I think, is is that the two-story one or no? I don't know. Okamos. Where's, where's Okamos? That sounds vaguely familiar. 
Oh, it's in Lansing. That's where Okemos is. Yeah, I was like, I think that's Lansing, Ohio, dear boy. Yeah, Grand Rapids is too far out of the way, though. Where the heck is Glendale, Wisconsin? It's in Milwaukee. Oh, well, there you go. There's one in Glendale? There, yeah, see, I'm looking at the list of locations. Did you not see the Glendale, Wisconsin one? Oh, oh that's the one in Bayshore Mall. I know that one. Okay. Yep, that's going to be the closest one to me. Yep. Awesome. Oh, well. Enough about food. Yes. God damn it. I just ate. Now I'm hungry again. I guess it's a good thing that for lunch I'm having steak and lobster. Why are you having steak and lobster for lunch? Because it is the epicnic today. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Nope. Company-wide picnic. <laughs> That's got to be a big picnic. Yep, because everyone gets to bring their family and their friends and Holy food sh- is it's steak and lobster. I've actually only had lobster one time. It was, it was in a lobster mac and cheese. Then you haven't really had a lobster. No. And I wasn't really pleased by it, but I'm not a big seafood person outside of shrimp. Yeah. Lobster is, is kind of okay to me. It doesn't seem like, my God, this is amazing. It's really rubbery. Maybe we just had bad lobster. I've had pretty good lobster. <laughs> well, then I don't know what to tell you, but I, yeah, I don't get it either. I don't know. I'm just getting the steak today. I got a yeah, order of steak. Yeah, I'm just like, just go get steak. <laughs> Can I have the surf and turf without the surf? Can I just have double turf? Can I just get double turf? Is that is that a thing? I'd like steak with some steak and a side. It's like spam, but not spam. But not at all anything like spam? Because spam is super heavily processed, gross meat. Did you know corned beef can actually be non-refrigerated? Uh, it's brined. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that until I looked it up. I'm like, why is it's, it called corned even, beef? It's not even brined. It's pickled. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's basically pickled meat. Why do I like pickled things so much? I'm growing banana peppers just to pickle them so I can get uh-huh. the banana r- rings like you get at like Subway and such. Okay. But I, don't, I just like things pickled. Hmm. Did not know that. So should did we you, stop talking about food? Good Eats did an episode on corned beef. No. And how to make corned beef? No, I did not. And that I th- you, can, you can make your own corned beef. Do I still have those episodes? That is an excellent question. I have to actually go onto the network and see if I've got it. Now that's my computer. It is season ten. Let's see. Good eats. Season ten. Yes. Episode eighteen. Corn on the or corn the beef. There we yep. go. There you go. I know what Andy's watching later today. Oh, it's only a thirty minute episode. Awesome. Well, they're it's all an episode. Yeah. yeah, it's a episode. You're right. Oh man, don't go to the Wikipedia page for corned beef. Why? Because you will get hungry. I'm getting hungry already, and I'm. I'm Andy. I am salivating looking at this Wikipedia page. I don't think I've ever salivated at a Wikipedia page before. <laughs> All right, let's so <laughs> let's talk about something that's not food. Home Depot. Home Depot, yes. Home Depot is going to start selling 3D printers. They're selling the MakerBot 3D printer, which makes no sense to me. Why not? Because Home Depot is well. Granted, like I when said you before. when you have a do-it-yourself construction project. Yes. Where do you go? Home Depot or Lowe's. There you go. You just answered your own question. But what the heck am I building with a MakerBot? I'm building little plastic things. Okay. Little plastic things that probably won't stand up to, you know, all the metal hardware that I'm also going to be using with whatever I'm doing, or maybe some of the wood. 
I feel like these little plastic things are have you, just... Have you played with, with the 3D printer plastic? No. This is not like... Uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. This stuff is hard. It's very firm plastic. Is it robust though? I think so. I mean, the you know, this is like, oh no, I I, you know, the um, what was one example? The foot on the chair is broken. So go 3D print another foot. Ah, here's a good one. My dad has a crescent wrench. Okay. That was 3D printed. Okay. It was never assembled. It was printed whole, and it works. I would love to see how much stress that thing can be put under before it snaps. Probably more stress than you physically can apply. I don't know. I've actually broken wrenches before. (laughs) (laughs) How do you break a wrench, Andy? By trying. It's a piece of metal. Yes, I know, but you try and, uh, you know, wrench uh, a rusted bolt. Mm-hmm. And are, you, then, uh, are you kicking the wrench? No. Are you hitting it with a hammer? Sometimes. That's not you physically applying the force anymore. I'm not sure if this one was that or not. I, I've done that sometimes. I'm not sure when I, if this one broke because of it or not, but still, it was a craftsman wrench, so I just took it to uh, Sears and got a replacement. Okay. But yeah, it, it's interesting that they're doing this, and I'm very curious. Now, I, the, the way I had first interpreted it was that they were going to have the 3D printer and that you could come in with a file and print it, but it doesn't look like that's the case anymore. It looks like now they're actually just selling the printers. I wonder if you could bring a file in and be like, can I have a demonstration? yeah sure what are you making a gun uh it takes about an hour to print one chess piece oh yes so it's a neat idea i i don't know it's granted it's probably not going to be a make or break sort of thing for home depot since no no not at all i think it's a good idea though i think it's it's home depot keeping up with kind of the modern do-it-yourself True, and I bet there's anybody, you know, who goes to a Maker Faire or something like that will probably go to Home Depot for the raw materials for whatever they're doing, and they see, hey, look. Yep. Now we just need Home Depot to start stocking electronics parts, like resistors and... That would be nice. ...circuit boards, you know, being what Radio Shack used to be. Just expanded to, you know, almost anything, raw material-wise. Right. I don't know, when does Home Depot kind of have to drop the name Home, then? Just call it the depot. The depot. Uh, I think they'll they'll keep Home Depot for a while. Okay. Nothing they've done has yet removed it from the idea of you could use this stuff at your house or on your house or to build a house, right? Yeah. No. True. Okay. It's just the, the maker bot is a step off in that direction, but it's a very small step. It's still for like home projects. No. Oh, yeah. You're not going to 3D print a house, but I could see 3D printers becoming more part of like a design process. You, you get could a 3D. Even, you you get a 3D, 3D. Go ahead. I was going to say 3D print. Gonna say the same thing. I was going to say 3D print some stuff, but then also get a CNC machine to mill down other things. I was going to say you could like 3D print mock-ups of a room, or you could go to Lowe's and remember we talked about that holodeck thing. Yep. Do you know where the closest Lowe's is to me, Andy? Probably pretty far away. It's, it's like an hour and a half drive. Do you know where the closest Home Depot is? Like five minutes away. Five minutes away. Yeah. Not going to Lowe's. Nope. So that's Home Depot. Yeah. So speaking of do-it-yourself. Yeah. Raspberry Pi. Hey, more DIY. Yep. What is up with the Raspberry Pi? Someone made a really cool Game Boy out of Raspberry Pi. That'd be an interesting idea. So um, the Raspberry Pi B got an upgrade. Okay. 
It's now called the B plus. So the almost achiever? I guess so. So it's got uh, four USB ports, a micro SD port, improved audio, better power consumption, and the configuration of the board has been altered. But they're selling it for the B price. What is the B price? $35. How much was the original or the better version? You mean the, the original B? Uh, the, the original Pi. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. In any case, 35 bucks. Not bad. I still can't really think of any original projects. The only things I've seen that I'd be really interested in with a Raspberry Pi is like a gaming station. There's Here, some things console. on our network that I could see using a, a Raspberry Pi 4 rather than just, you know, having a full-fledged honking computer. Okay, like? Uh, network monitoring, that sort of stuff there. Having something that can monitor a web stream and tell me when it, uh, it fails. Because mm. I, uh, I had something set up on the computer that was doing the web stream, except the computer froze. And so um, the computer couldn't tell me that it was broken because it was frozen. It locked up, and so it didn't, you know, say anything. What? Um, it's like putting a, a smoke or a... I am lost. I, you, you've thoroughly confused me now. I put a warning on the computer that is broadcasting the stream to tell me when the stream goes down so I can restart the computer. Okay. Except I didn't realize that if the computer freezes up, it can't send out... It can't send a message. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I got it now. So I'd have to have another computer just monitoring the stream. But if I can get a Raspberry Pi to do that for, you know... 35 bucks. 35 bucks. Yeah, potentially. You could also maybe get the router to monitor it. Maybe. Okay. So Raspberry Pi B plus. Yes, $35. I wonder what other projects I could do with that. See, these are the things like there's there's two kinds of people. There's the people who buy it and then find projects for it. And I'm I'm not one of those people, not in this case. And then there's everyone else who, if they come up with a project for it, might buy it. I'm one of those people. Right. I don't have a project, and I'm not really good at coming up with projects that that would be reasonable for. Well, is there anything that you would want done? Maybe. Uh, right. Like something. What is, something with your. Do you, do you have a garden? I have plants. Do they need to be watered? Yes, and I get the hose and I water them. Okay. You want to do some like sort of automatic? It's a large, long garden. Okay, so you just got to get multiple moisture probes. Or I look outside. Um, something home automation-wise? Like, do you know how much it would suck to come outside one day and realize that your irrigation system has been running nonstop because of a bug in your system? That would kind of suck. I will stick to watering it. Okay. Call me a Luddite. But I'm I, I'm just gonna water my garden. I out of all the people, I think you are the least luddite person I know. Okay, well, <laughs> good. <laughs> Call Dave a love luddite. What? The, no, that just doesn't work. Well, I'm refusing to adopt a Raspberry Pi, mostly because I can't think of any really good uses for it. Maybe I, I guess you could do NAS. You could do a really really cheap network attached storage. Uh, I looked into that, and it's not that great. Yeah. The, the USB and the network adapter, I think, are run off the same driver or something like that. So you're going to have, you're going to have, you could do it as some sort of like cold storage backup where you don't have to access it right away, from what I gather. But trying to use it as like an actual like hard drive, not so much. This is from the re- small research that I've done so far on it. Okay. Could be it. So speaking of electronics. I guess. Yeah. Electronics. 
Tesla. Cars. Electric cars. But cars. That's not, it's not saying electronics, Andy. That's a car. I don't care if it runs off of electricity. My car runs off of electricity. I wouldn't expect to find it in the electronics section of Sears. No, that's that's true. I don't know if Sears had that old catalog where, you know, they sold any, everything and anything, especially houses. It would be under cars. So, so cars. Yes. Tesla. Yes. Has announced they're coming out with a new car. Okay. Let's see. They've got the Model S for sedan. Yes. They have the Model... I don't remember what their first one was. X? No, no. The first one was the Roadster. The Roadster. And then the Model S. That was the two-seater. Then the Model S. Then they're going to produce the Model X. And then after that, they're going to produce the Model 3. Tell me it's a tricycle. Please tell me it's a tricycle. Damn it. Do you know how cool that would be? Pulling up on a Tesla motor tricycle. Well, you could just, you know, make a tricycle and make it electric. I don't have that kind of do-it-yourself ability. <laughs> I could go to Home Depot and print one. Out of plastic. Yep. I've got one word for you. Plastics. One word. Plastics. No, so the the, uh, the big announcement, though, is the price tag. Tesla the, is, is famous for super expensive cars. Yes, the Model S is $71,000. Model X is probably going to be maybe even higher. Okay. The Model 3? 35000 Oh, my God. That's that's affordable. I know. Like, that's high-end affordable, but that's affordable. It's at $35,000. Well, how much is the Chevy Volt? Just, that's a good comparison, the Chevy Volt. It's about the same. I think it's 30, 32. So, yeah, it's $35,000. He's saying... That it's going to, the battery be 20% smaller and could still go 200 miles on a single charge. So I would have to stop and recharge between here and Ann Arbor. Yes, but there should be, there's got to be charging stations around Chicago, right? Yeah, but then I have to go through Chicago. Well, you probably don't have to go through, you just have to figure out where the supercharger is. Tesla charging stations. Tesla motor supercharger. But not only that. There are four near Chicago. Yeah, but think about that. $35,000 car, 200-mile range, There's one and Madison. you don't have to pay for gas. You don't even have to pay for electricity if you stop at one of the superchargers. There is a supercharger in Madison. Well, there you go. So I'd never have to fill up on gas again. No, you wouldn't have to fill up on gas. You would, would only have to pay for the electricity that you know you use at your own house. All the other charging stations are free. This might be interesting if he pulls a $35,000 car. That's, you know, not the Nissan Leaf, because that one has about a range of 100 miles. Right, 200-mile range is, is pretty good. Yeah, it's not, you know, the 400 miles I can get out of my Explorer. Or my Prius. Yeah. But still, 200 miles could handle most of the... Could that even get me up north? I wonder if that could get me to the cottage or not. Just curious about this. From Kalamazoo? Yeah. Well, if it doesn't, it'll certainly get you to St. Joseph, where there is a charging station. Yeah. Let's see if it can get me all the way up to the cottage. Directions, please. 172 miles. So it'll just get you there. It will just get me there. And then then you have to charge. Yeah. Because it just gets there. So yeah, Manistee would be in, Traverse City would be out. Well, it wouldn't be out. You'd just have to stop on the way. Yes. Well, no, Traverse City, depending on which way I go, is under 200 miles. 193. That does not count. (laughs) We might have to push it that last seven miles. Again, 
it, it's a 200 miles is going to be like an average True. rough estimate b it just means you'll have to stop when you drive to traverse city do you drive without stopping no. So then it won't make a difference. True. Yeah, because that'd be at least three to four hours in the car. And you just, you got to stop, you know. In a What's, three to four hour drive? No, you don't need to stop. Well, you, it depends on what time you're leaving at. It depends on who else is in the car. Also true. Let's let's be honest. It depends on who else is in the car. Yeah, because there was, you know. If it's you and me driving for three and a half or four hours, we could do that. I think we did that with the CCST at least. I think it was at least three to four. Ouch. Andy, on the way back, we drove 10 hours each. Yeah. So literally stopped at the gas station, got gas. And then kept going. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Uh, would this make you, if this comes out, you know, in 2015 or 2016 or something? Would I get it as my next car? Yes. I don't know. I I certainly think I'd, I'd... I'm... Oh, it makes me want to go and test drive one. My question is, how does it handle the snow? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's the one. Kicker. I'm going like, to test drive one in the middle of winter. Yes, go to the middle of winter and then test drive it in the snow and see how that is. Because the the car should have some decent torque and it should have all wheel drive. Because the Model X is going to have all wheel drive. So this one probably should have it. The question is, how will it handle the snow? Yep. I'm sorry, if you're living in Michigan or Wisconsin, snow happens. Snow happens so much. Yes. So much snow all winter and some of spring and fall. World of Warcraft. Uh Uh-oh. Have you been seeing the new character models that they're putting out? No, no, I have not. I'm really scared about this next expansion. Why? Because I might want to play. No, no. It looks so good. They're 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 redoing all the character models so that they actually look like, you know, not 10 years old. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. And they're lowering the system specs. Wait, they're lowering the system specs? They've written in so many enhancements and and shortcuts and optimizations in the code. It will actually run on even older hardware. <laughs> and look better. I'm really scared about this expansion. But to, uh, not today, but very recently, however, they, they kind of disclosed how they are funding all of this. Oh. World of Warcraft in the last year pulled in $1 billion. Holy jeez. This is a 10-year-old game. 10 years. And last year they made a billion dollars. Holy guacamole. I've, I've been fighting the urge, Andy. Don't do it, Dave. So tempting. Don't do it. All I have to do is give them a credit card and they'll reactivate my account. You don't need to. I'm a year and a half clean. (laughs) Something like that. It's so tempting. But anyway, what do you think of that, of of Activision making a billion dollars off of World of Warcraft? I say that they were pretty smart buying Blizzard, it seems. Yeah. Do we remember how much that was for? I don't know. There's got to be something on there on the internet. Go, go, Andy's Google Foo. Activision Blizzard historical timeline. Okay, this might have it. Activision and Blizzard Entertainment still exist as separate entities. The holding company does not publish games under its central name and instead uses its subsidiaries to publish games. Yes, but it's still a single holding company. 
Network Entertainment. All right, all right. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, so Blizzard was part of Vivendi. Mm-hmm. So that's how they got into Activision Blizzard. So how did they get bought by Vivendi? Well, here's the most recent thing. Activision Blizzard was split from Vivendi about a year ago when Bobby Kotick bought it for $8 billion. Oh. So there you go. Yeah, it seems like they have a very convoluted history. It is so messy. Okay, so let's see. Blizzard was bought by Davidson and Associates for six point seven five million. They were sold to, uh, along with Sierra Online, to CUC International. They merged with a hotel, real estate, and car rental franchiser to form Seedent in ninety seven and ninety eight. There was accounting fraud, so then it was sold to sounds Habas. like the history of a games company. And Havas was sold to Vivendi. And then in 2008, Vivendi merged with Activision. Okay. God, that was six years ago already? Wow. So this game that came out in 2004? Yes. November 23rd, 2004. Still pulling in a billion a year. Crazy amounts of money. Well, they don't have to worry about the hardware anymore because, you know. Because what? I'm guessing their their servers and most of their infrastructure has been in place for a while. That is probably already... Oh, paid off? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably, you know, upgrading it every so often. No, true. I don't doubt that part of it, but it's just like, still, oh, man, a billion dollars. So much money. So speaking of lots of money... Yes? Riot lol skin codes. Oh, yeah. We talked about those last week. Yeah. Saying, hey, you know, making money off of those... Yeah, not so much anymore. No, not so much anymore at all. Um, like the day after we published, right? You know, there's there's always these little things like I wonder if someone listened to that <laughs> because like the day after we publish it, Riot comes out and says, "Ah, uh, we're gonna stop the sin- the skin codes. We're not doing that anymore, and we're deactivating all the unactivated codes." So now I don't have to worry about, hey, do I still have any of those or not? Because they're going to be just pieces of paper. Well, you can actually still contact Riot. Okay. And say, like, hey, I've got this code, and they'll give you the skin. But, yeah, they're they're putting the kibosh on people who are selling the codes. That used to pay for packs. Yeah. You could pay for your entire trip by selling those skin codes. Yep. Not anymore. Yep. Uh, Of course, what Riot did do is they made my account worth a lot more. (laughs) Oh, because you have the skin codes already. I have the skins. Ah. So I could potentially sell the account. Is that against the terms of service, though? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. 100%. Oh, side note, speaking of PAX, do you see how quickly PAX South sold out? Nope. Oh, it's, you know, probably the same speed as all the other PAXs. Yep. Which is ludicrous speed. Seconds. Pretty much. Like 30 seconds, it's sold out. 15 minutes, it is long gone. Yeah. One of those where you get that message on your phone, and you're like, well. Too late. Too late. Are we just not going to go to PAX again, Andy? I don't know, because I said, like, once I get a full-time job with benefits, I'm going back to PAX. Oh, yeah. Congratulations on your full-time job with benefits. Thank you. The problem is. The problem is the fact that I I can't get tickets anymore. We could still try the, the podcast. Yeah, but then we actually got to go legit and such. They refused us on the last one. I know, because we actually have to have, like, federal tax ID numbers and everything now. So it would take a little work to just get into the possibility of maybe... Going. Going. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. (laughs) 
certainly not happening this year for PAX Prime. No. So we've got plenty of time to talk about it to figure out for next year. Yes. Okay. And I was actually debating this. I think I would rather go to PAX East rather than PAX Prime. Really? You'd prefer Boston to Seattle? I think so. Even though Seattle is a much nicer city? Yes, but then, you know, I wouldn't have to drive or fly to... Well, I could fly to Boston either way, but still, right. it's... Would you really want to drive to Boston? No, I, if I was going to go to Boston, I would do the train. Ah, I see. But not the Empire Builder to Seattle? No, that's a long train ride. It's like a three-day train ride. Yeah. But... But the Boston one is, I think, a day. Yes, we could drive it, but then you're driving on the roads and all the toll oh, roads and everything. It's, it's better than a drive. Oh, the, the train? Yeah. Yeah. I still remember taking the train to New York. That was so much better than driving all the way to Boston. Oh, so much better. Or you could just fly. Or I could fly, yes. If you get the tickets at the right time, flights to Seattle are like 300 bucks, 350 bucks. True. But I've also got enough Amtrak points that I probably could get my ticket for free to Boston. Seattle's better. I didn't like Boston as a city. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's, it just wasn't a nice city. Mm. So speaking of Seattle, Microsoft and 18,000 job cuts. It, it was 18,000, right? Not 1,800? No, 18,000. That's got to be from like across the world, though. Yes. 12,500 of them are from the Nokia division that they just bought. Oh, that's... ouch. Yeah. I didn't realize Microsoft was so big. 13,000 people, 18,000 people. Yes. 18,000 and and it's just like we got to we got to shrink down a little bit. Which is kind of uh funny because this was, you know, after the op-ed that uh I do believe Bill Gates did in the New York Times saying that they need to increase the number of H1B visas. Yeah. Because they can't find programmers. Yeah. Yeah. So you say that, like, look, we need more visas so we can hire more people, and then you turn around later and... Well, they're not necessarily firing developers. No, that's the thing, though. Is, uh, I wonder instance, how many of these people are, like, factory workers. Well, for instance, one of the sections, one of the divisions that got cut is the Xbox Entertainment Division. Wait, aren't they supposed to be doing a Halo TV show? Yeah. Is that not going to happen? It's gone. Damn it! The, the whole TV thing is gone. Oh, man. They were working with, like, Spielberg on that shit. Well, now Not anymore. Not. Nope. The Xbox Entertainment Division. Not the Xbox Division. Just the Xbox Entertainment Division, which is the group that was supposed to be making TV shows and movies for the Xbox. They are gone. The Nokia Division evidently is gone. I wonder what this is going to, to do and, like, where they're going with this. Are they trying to cut off just like extra fat did they make changes that they've they've increased productivity and eliminated the need for these 18,000 jobs are they just terminating certain projects my guess is they're terminating certain projects it's a brand new ceo and her job is probably to is make a new microsoft his his that was a, oh yeah sorry why right. do i think it was fe- who's the female a- ceo is that yahoo um I believe Yahoo has a female CEO. There's there's not a lot of them, so it's bound to be one of them. My company has a female CEO. Yeah, there's like I said, there's not a lot of female CEOs out there, which is a little bit of a problem, but... Yeah, 18,000 jobs, jeez. I know of three people 
who are uh, part of that list who already know. Really? Yep. Oh shit! I just oh I I should check. Do I know any of the ones you know? Uh, pork fried, I believe, is one of them. Oh no! Yeah. Not pork. Yep. I should check. Uh, his last post was July 13, so I have no idea. His post right before that is one year anniversary at Microsoft on July 11th. Whoa. I'm hoping for his sake that he's not on that list. I swear I read something that he was. He might have pulled it from Facebook. No, not, not, not sure. pork fry. Someone else. Oh. I have okay. another friend who works over at Microsoft now. Ah. And it would really kind of suck. Okay. Uh, that's just that's a lot of people okay no here we go the up- upcoming game <laughs> franchise series halo nightfall and halo television series will continue as planned with 343 industries okay you want to know the really kind of sad part in all this what go look at microsoft stock over the last month is it msft msft when did they announce this july 14th seriously that's when they announced it i do believe so let me just see on on monday of this week or is it 717? I'm trying to wait for the page to load. Uh, date July 17th. Okay. So that's where that sudden spike is, I'm guessing. No, the sudden spike is actually on the 14th. Oh. No, there's a there's a spike on Thursday, July 17th, 9:30 a.m. Oh, I'm yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I wasn't looking at the five day. I was looking at the one month. Ah. So other big news in the uh, tech industries. Yeah. Apple. I'm, I'm still and, reeling at 18,000 jobs. That's I know. 18,000 jobs. Yeah. Okay. Apple. And IBM. What about the two of them? They're teaming up. Again? Again. Or wait, this is, okay, IBM. Sorry. Wrong company. <laughs> I was like, uh, do you remember the 1984 commercial? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Steve Jobs. Poor Steve. Has to be rolling in his grave. Okay, so they are partnering with IBM for what? Apple and IBM announced on Tuesday, IBM will build a new list of enterprise-specific apps from the ground up for Apple iOS devices. For those large companies that have, you know, deals with IBM for enterprise solutions. Okay. So they're going to bring, you know, the iPhone and the iPad into the fold, which... I don't know. There's so, a, there's I, a I like the spin on this that Apple is saying of like, yeah, no, this is bringing IBM into Apple, right? And bringing IBM as as part of the team. Oh god. <laughs> oh man, I I don't have words for this right now. Why? Because it it's it shows a market change in Apple's culture. Because I don't think IBM's culture has changed in 30 years. No. I mean, it has a little bit because they realize that, oops, we really shouldn't have made fun of those guys from the garage in Cupertino. Or, oops, there's a lot of other you know small companies that we kept underestimating. But you'll notice they're still here. IBM is still around, and it's yes. still IBM. Yes, and they're still doing amazing things, i.e. Watson. Yes, but it, it's this is like Apple saying, you know, okay, we're going to actually partner with the giant. Well, in the corporate world, in the back infrastructure side of things, yeah, there's no Apple there. I can tell you even with our company, yes, the people have iPhones and their iPads. But think of all the backwards, infra- the backside infrastructure. We've got Dell, we've got IBM, we've got HP. Oh, yeah. Because, but that's Andy. That was Apple's whole goal. Was to not be... They didn't want to be corporate. They were making computers for people. Yes, I know. But then they realized corporations are people. 
I guess. I thought it would just be funny to say that. I know. He took a lot of flack for saying corporations are people. Yeah. Uh, it was a stupid thing to say. He's not entirely wrong. No. He, I mean, his meaning was corporations have the same rights as people. Yes, I know, but still, that's it's. But what he what he actually said was corporations are people too, my friend. He's like, ah, uh, n- no, they have the same rights as people, and they're made up of people who also have rights. But corporation is not person. It's like the series of tubes sort of thing. We're like, well, you're sort of right, but you're kind you said of right, it- but you're really an idiot. <laughs> you said it wrong, is what you did. It's not a big truck. It's a series of tubes. You don't uh, just dump the internet. You, okay. You know, he took a lot of flack for that. Again, it, it was mostly he was just, he said it stupidly. You know what? I'm, I'm also thinking of this backside infrastructure. Most of it's Linux and Windows. Yes. So even if you had your iOS devices that worked with it, then you would also have to see about Android devices as well. well. Granted, Android, you could probably get some Linux stuff going with that, maybe. No one's going to do their, their corporate infrastructure on Android, Andy. No. Yeah, true. <laughs> no one's going to do that. No, no one is. But this should be interesting to see greater integration of iOS devices. With what? IBM platform stuff. I Okay, I think they're being silly. I think this is a. I think this is actually a good move for Apple in the sense of it will make them money. Yes, it will get them more market penetration. Yes, I think this is just another example of Apple is not Apple anymore. Okay, what else? What else do we got here? Um, cell phone towers are yes. everywhere. Yes, except right where I need them to be. I know. There's. <laughs> Yeah, they're supposed to be everywhere. They're I okay. Can we agree that they will be everywhere at some point? No, no, no. The technology will change before they are everywhere. Okay, uh, but but they are in a lot of places. Yes. Okay. So, um, professor from Tel Aviv University uh, is using the cell phone towers to help map the weather. How? Okay, so their their cell phone towers have you know the cellular antennas that contact your phone. Yeah. But then they also have microwave links between the towers as part of their backbone infrastructure. Okay. Now, these microwave things are in the 10 gigahertz range up. So it's pretty high frequency. And so they can be affected by a lot of things like rain and fog and snow. And heck, even temperature can affect these things somewhat. So the idea is that she would take the information going between the towers and strip out everything that's, you know, the cellular, the actual data in there does she doesn't care about the data so the data to watch the signal yeah but what what about cell phone towers that are like in heavy use and already under a significant load no she doesn't care about the amount of data that's passing over the signal passing through she literally just wants to observe the signals yes just observe the signal strength not interfere with it just measure the the signal strength yes just measure it that's so she told the cell phone companies about this. She's like, look, I don't care about your data. I don't care about this. All I want is signal strength and that sort of thing. How is your signal affected by the weather as it's traveling along this path point to point between the two towers? And the cell phone company said? Sure. So for the past so 2006, she originally started it. And then... uh now, the three main cellular companies in Israel have been providing the data for free of charge over the past eight years. 
Before, they originally could just create maps of rainfall, but now they can uh, measure rain, sleet, snow, and fog. Based on cell phone signal. Just based on the cell phone signal. signal. Yeah, the, the cell tower signal to other towers. That's really cool, actually. And it has better resolution and accuracy than radar, which is what we use here in the United States for everything. Now, granted, this is in Israel. Yes. Which is a much smaller region. Yes. It's a very tiny, tiny place. Still, but there are plenty of cell phone towers, you know, in places like New York City and Chicago and high population areas. That's really cool. I like it. I'm going to bring that to my meteorology friends at work. Be like, look, see? Hey, guys, guys, take a look at what they're doing. Look, isn't that cool? It's, it, and it doesn't really affect the system at all because the system is still doing what it's meant to do. It's just an interesting side thing that they can do with the signal strength. That actually is really cool with no degradation to the signal. No. Awesome. Okay. Uh, oh, we got plenty to go through in very little time, don't we? Well, what else do you want to hit? Uh, Google will stop calling things free if they have an in-app purchase. So what are they going to call them? That's what I, my question is. I, uh-huh. <laughs> Mostly free? I, I, I've been trying to look through here, and they, Google said, yes, we're going to not stop calling them free, but they didn't really actually say what they're going to call them then. Mostly free. It's not all free. No. Mostly free. Uh, a, a return to a very old recurring topic, how Sony screwed up this week. <laughs> Sonyonline.net, the yes. domain name expired. And this was the domain name that held all of the names for all of their games. So if you tried, you know, logging on with your PlayStation to play, you know, EverQuest, you couldn't access it. Yep. Uh, Amazon unveiled an ebook subscription service. This is actually interesting. Ten bucks a month, unlimited ebooks. Now, just so, like the the Kindle Lending Library, it's going to be a specific library of books that are allowed in this. Right. It's not all of Amazon's books. No. But it's still a library. Yes. For ten bucks a month. Yes. Good. Question is, how many books you're going to have to read? At least two or three books a month to make it worth it. To make it worth it. Yep. Now, you know, if they would finally create a family account, well, which we technically have, maybe it would actually be worth it for us because we got two of us. You'd both be reading. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, book club is tonight, isn't it? Yes, book club is tonight. Uh, Have you finished the book? Twice. Okay. If I can make it tonight. (laughs) I, too, have finished the book. I have finished all the books from the book club. Okay. Uh, My streak continues. Good for you. Thank you. Anything else? I think that's good. Amazon's charging a penny for uh, delivery in France. Yes, because the France banned delivery of books via free shipping. So Amazon said, okay, we're going to charge a penny. Yeah. It's not free. We're still charging you a penny. But Suck it's only it, France. Right. So, random review? I got a new phone. Yes, we discussed this last time when I talked about my new phone. Yeah, I got a new phone. The See? LG G3. LG G3, not to be confused with the next type of... Is this sort of like the G2, just more advanced, or...? Well, I didn't have an LG G2, so I don't know. And I didn't have an LG G2 either, so... No, but it does resume my streak because I had the HTC G1. Yes. And the HTC G2. Yes. And then Samsung Galaxy S3. <laughs> and now the LG G3. What is with you and these G phones? <laughs> Ah, what is it with the companies making G? At least they've finally gotten off of these ridiculous names. 
like the razor and android the, infinity but now they have things like the g5 active yeah well okay so we're not totally out of the water of these stupid names no but partially out of the water of these stupid names. Yes. The LG G3. This is a big phone. Is it bigger than my S5? Because my S5 is uh, starting to get to that big category. I think that like it's comparable. It might even be a little bigger than the S5. Let's see if there's a size comparison online. G3 versus S5. Here we go. Hello, Android Central. Thank you for creating an article. It is almost the same size as the S5. Ah, okay. From the looks of it. Which is like, it's that's big. I believe the G3 is thinner, though. Ah. And that's that's the first one. When I when I first got the phone, and I'm like, okay, let's turn it on. Wait, turn it on. Where the hell is the switch? There's no switches on the border of the phone. What? There are no buttons, zero buttons on the border of the phone. The power switch is on the back. Huh. The power switch and the volume rocker is under the camera, like below the camera, which on a sizable phone actually makes sense because I can't get my fingers around the damn thing <laughs> to push the buttons. So they put the buttons on the back. Can you reach that with your finger then? Yeah. Okay. I mean, when you've got the phone in your hand, your thumb on one side, your, uh, your three fingers on the other side, your index finger is resting on the back, right? Yes. Well, right where your index finger is resting is where the power button is. Can you picture that? A little bit, yes. Okay. Well, you'll see it in a couple weeks. Uh, it's, it's a nice screen. Holy crap, is it a nice screen. I thought the S3 screen was good. This is incredible. No, yeah, the... the oh, you have a QHD screen, don't you? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> it is a beautiful screen. Uh, <laughs> it's a little... It, it's a little sensitive sometimes, the touching. And what's weird is the, the edges of the screen actually aren't as sensitive. Oh. The edges of the screen almost seem like it's missing the, the sensors. Well, that would suck. Yep. So, I, you know, I'm playing games, and uh, it's a little harder to touch the stuff on the sides. I don't know if it actually is, or it's just me imagining that it is, but that's there. Um, it has a remote control. Like a TV remote control. Yeah, mine has that as well. It, it so amuses me that they've added that. Because that goes back to the days of, like, Palm Pilot. Now the question is, oh, I gotta see if somebody can, like, if I can get some sort of learning app for my phone. So that it can learn the remotes? Yes. Okay. It's one of those things that's what I love with some of the learning remotes was one where you would just point the remotes at each other and just hit the button and it would learn the code from the other one. Yep. That's what I would love to have. It's where you just it reads the, the, the other remote because it's got the infrared. The camera can see infrared. So it could well, just read the remote. It see the infrared, but can it pick up the, the subtle distinguishing? I don't know. Most of them are just infrared pulses. Yep. I mean, my, my phone came with a library of remote controls. True. You know, I, I pointed at the TV. It's like, okay, push the button. Did it work? No. Okay. What manufacturer is your TV? It's this. What model is your TV? This. Does this one work? Yes. There you go. We set up your remote. I mean, it, it's an Android phone. I don't... The big thing, one of the big things for this phone was the, like, smart UI and smart interface... And it, I don't, I don't, I'm not sold on it yet. Because you're so used to the old one? I'm so used to my own custom interface. Ah. I'm used to rooting the phone and going with Cyanogen. I'm trying to think about doing that with mine or not. I'm debating it. Yep. 
but there are some really nice things in this one. Um, the camera's good. Focuses super fast. Doesn't take pictures quite as fast as the Galaxy did. No, the Galaxy S5, the camera on this one, is actually pretty good. I've been trying to take more pictures of things, and it's pretty damn quick. Especially then I turned on the uh, tap screen to take a picture, so I just tap it, it'll autofocus and go, and it's yep. pretty snappy. Burst mode is ridiculous. Oh, I can take like 30 burst mode pictures without even blinking an eye. There, I'm sending you a picture that I just took. Well, my phone's on the other side of the room. Or you can send it to my Hangouts. I'm sending it to Hangouts. <laughs> Hello, puppy. Sleepy puppy. So it's a, it's a pretty good phone. How's the battery life? Better than the S3 was. Well, that that's is, not saying much. That's not saying much. I mean, it's a 3,000 milliamp hour battery. Uh, I unplug it when I get up, and for the first couple days, because I had very few apps on it, it was at like 50% when I got home from work. Ah, now it's getting down to like 30% when I get home from work because I've loaded up a bunch of other stuff and I put Ingress back on it. I'm playing Ingress casually. I'm not even playing Ingress, so. I know, but I'm playing it casually. I'm, I'm not getting sucked back into the same degree, but I am playing it again. Like, I'm not going out of my way to get to portals. No, that's... If I happen to be near one, then that's one thing. If you're sitting around and you're bored, would you open it up and go, I wonder if there's a portal nearby? Yep. Gotcha. And, like, if there's one that's four blocks down, too bad. Not doing that. But it's it's a good phone. If you're still on an S3 and you're looking for an upgrade, I'd I'd go with this. I mean, that's what I did. Yeah. Intentionally. As I I said with mine, going up from the S4 wasn't that much of a difference. And I'm guessing yours is probably pretty much the same. But going up from an S3, yes. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what you think of this phone, if you like holding it better than your S5. Well, next time we see each other, we can swap phones for like 30 minutes. Yep, sounds good. Okay. It was also $200 with a two-year extension. Ah. If you do the ridiculous uh, easy pay, which is 25 bucks a month added onto your bill, they give you $150 back. Hmm. But then it's much more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there it is, the overview of the LG G3. It's a nice phone. It's very, uh, it, it feels good, and it's, it's like super snappy. Well, that's good. And the screen is gorgeous. No, that's the one thing I'm thinking is your phone's going to have mine and beat the pants off of is that display. The screen, yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful screen. So, random yes. review. Yeah. Not Rolled ahead of time. Random topic. Yes, shit. Just random did- topic. Too many random things. Yep. Okay, random topic. We're all ahead of time. Let me set the mood. The year is 1870. I live in Chicago. My house is on fire. What do I do? You call the fire department. (laughs) Or ring a bell and get the fire department. Wasn't the fire, the Great Chicago Fire in 1870, though? 1871. Oh! After it had been a particularly dry summer. Yes, there was lots of fires in 1871. So, I I looked this up because I wanted to be sure. If... Yeah, the Chicago Fire was 1871. 1870, you're fine. Get the fire department. (laughs) They'll put the fire out. (laughs) Um, if you ever, if you're up in Manistee and you ever take the, uh, trolley tour, they talk about that because Manistee had a fire 
the same time as Chicago. It's like literally the entire lakeshore was on fire, I guess, that summer. Uh, well, it was a very dry summer. Yes, and Manistee was known for its lumber industry. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they'd just ship them down the river. Yeah. Oops. And Kate just startled the heck out of me. But yeah, the, the Chicago fire was 1871, um, and there, there were a lot of contributing factors to it, such as the fire department was already exhausted from fighting fires a couple days before, the day before, and they were given the wrong directions to get to the place that was on fire. It was not good. Nope. On the other hand, like 100,000 people out of a house... But the entire business district was leveled, which meant that they could then rebuild it, and we have the modern-day Chicago for that. Which, it's not that bad. It's a nice city. Yeah. A little corrupt. A little. Like, really super corrupt. Kind of stay away from the south side. But a nice city. The south side's where all the cool stuff is, though. Like the Shedd Aquarium. The Museum of Science and Industry. But I remember taking a church trip to the south side of Chicago for one of our helping people things. And yeah. there was some shady stuff going oh, on yeah. down there. Oh, no, it's, it's totally shady. It's it's so, like, yeah, that's, that's a very crime-ridden area. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're by the aquarium and, the, you know, the, the field museum and that sort of stuff there, yes, that's fine. But no, no, that's actually, like, that area, there's a park right there. It's a really dangerous place. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Two blocks away from the aquarium. Okay, then. What are you doing with your microphone right now? Sorry, I was petting the dog. I was like, what is... Was it, was it knocking? Yes, Oops. and it still is. Still is? Well, it was. Oh. Um, yeah, 1870, your house is on fire. That's great, because... You're fine. You're fine. I mean, your house is on fire. <laughs> Put it out. Yeah, you're not fine fine but you're not chicago fire no that's 1871 yes so hans we caught you on that one next week's topic i live in chicago it's 1871 my house is on fire what do you do welcome to the party yeah like well at least you're not alone yeah 1870 yep you're you're doing okay don't worry about it too much get the fire put out but you're, you're not going to you know cause the entire city to burn down. That happens next year. Actually, there you go. That's It's 1870. Your house is burning down. What do you do? Get the hell out of Chicago. <laughs> because you're going to experience that again next year. Perfect time for you to just pick up and leave. Get the heck out of Chicago. Or get really good insurance. Or build your house out of stone. And asbestos. Oh, asbestos. Never mind. Okay. Are we good? I think we're good. All right. Have fun with your turf and turf. Yay, steak. Mmm, steak. See you all later. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Listening.